Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. And with that breaking news is John Solomon, uh, investigative reporter extraordinaire of JustTheNews.com. That's JustTheNews.com. John Solomon, what do you have for us? A lot of breaking news today. Uh, let's start in Arizona. We're less than three weeks from Election Day. And Katie Hobbs, the Secretary of State in charge of elections, running for governor against Republican Kerry Lake. Got a black eye this morning. Had to admit her office mailed out thousands of incorrect ballots. They left the statewide and local officials off the ballot, only had federal officials. Katie has had to own up. That was their fault. Called it a computer glitch. But for most Americans, if you're if you're trying to promote yourself, you might want to make sure you're still doing a good job in your current job. Katie Hobbs having a difficult day in Arizona. This is the same Katie Hobbs that didn't want to debate, right? She's skipping the debates. Well, she actually sent out. What, what, what did she actually send out? She sent out ballots that only had the federal candidates on it. So all the statewide and local candidates weren't on the ballot. Uh, so people couldn't vote for them. So they're going to have to redo those. As you know, Arizona is an early voting state. So that's a very tricky thing once you mail out an inaccurate ballot. So 6,000 or so ballots went out before they caught the error. Uh, a, a real problem for her. And again, goes to the competency issue, which, um, and also she's been one of those people saying election officials always get it right. Not always. And I I saw John Solomon that her spokeswoman said that the driver's license questionnaire failed to properly verify the citizenship for some people, leading them to be improperly registered as federal only voters. So that's pretty scary, too, that they're not verifying who they're actually even sending the ballots to. Yeah. In a a state where we know uh, there's now been a mayor who just pled guilty and that was sentenced for uh, harvesting illegal ballots, going out and collecting ballots. If you have that sort of verification problems, the potential for fraud goes up. This is a competence issue. She's in charge of elections. She's not doing a good job right now by her own acknowledgement. Uh, Very big, um, very big thing. And that race is very tight. That's a very tight race in Arizona. What's going on in Michigan? Michigan, uh, since the debate about a week or 10 days ago, Republican Tudor Dixon, the first time political candidate, beginning to move up on Whitmer. A lot of people in the Republican circles believe that race is tightening, as we're seeing in many races that were considered uh, uh, runaways a long time ago. Connecticut Senate races uh, tightening up a little bit. Who would have thought a uh, Democrat uh, there would have a problem? But a lot of the races are tightening. Republicans have a lot of momentum, even in races that weren't, weren't considered competitive maybe three, four months ago. John Solomon, you're in Washington, D.C. What are you hearing about the response to President Biden saying he's going to drain the strategic oil supply even further? You know, it's a really scary thing because it's at the lowest level uh, in 40 years. You have to go back to the early 80s to be this low. And back in those days, we used a lot less gas and oil. Ronald Reagan was president the last time we had it this low. Uh, People are worried that we've drained it so much that if there was a catastrophic event, a major storm, an earthquake, a a significant disruption, let's say, from a cyber attack in the oil industry. And we know that Iran's been trying to disrupt our oil industry. We might not have enough or below 20 days supply for the country, way below the comfort level that most people have. Everybody's saying it's politics because he's doing it right before an election. Joe Biden came out just a little while ago and said, nah, it's not politics. I'm just trying to make up for some lost oil in the marketplace. Doesn't take any credit for the fact that it's his policies that have created this tight oil market. Uh, But uh, a lot of people see politics, Joe Biden trying to push back on that today. And President Biden, John Solomon, he said a short time ago that his administration has not stopped or slowed U.S. oil production. You have talked to a lot of people. That's simply not true. 
That's exactly not true. And I had the president of the U.S. Oil and Gas Association, Tim Stewart, on my show just a couple of days ago. He laid out all the different ways that oil supply has been constrained by Biden administration policy, starting with the Trans-Canada Pipeline, made it harder to move oil and gas, then uh, tightening up of leases, and then also the ESG movement, the effort to inject into corporate policies an anti-fossil fuel thing. It has, it's been scaring people out of the oil market. They don't want to fund new oil exploration for fear that it would get roused out. Joe Biden's policies are having a direct effect at tightening up the oil market, and that's according to the industry itself. And another issue that's getting a lot of play, John Solomon, is what Stacey Abrams, she's a candidate for governor of Georgia, she oh, yeah. actually said the best way to address inflation is for women to have abortions. I, I just couldn't believe my ears and my eyes when I saw this interview on MSNBC. A lot of people have begun to study Stacey Abrams, who was a celebrity uh, new Democrat in the 2018-2020. For what she's been saying, uh, I think she suffered a big blow in credibility just two weeks ago. A federal judge appointed by Barack Obama rejected the core argument that made Stacey Abrams the national figure she is. Her argument has been Georgia is the epicenter of a new Jim Crow 2.0 racist voting system because it requires voter ID. Uh, a judge appointed by Barack Obama threw out every allegation that her group made in a federal lawsuit after a long trial. That has hurt Stacey Abrams a lot. And I think comments like this now, she seems to be throwing spaghetti on the wall, hoping something sticks because she's about eight, nine points behind Brian Kemp in what a lot of people thought was going to be a competitive race. The abortion comment today blowing up on the internet, social media, a lot of people concerned about the judgment she used in making that statement. There's a lot of criticism going out and a lot of studies that the COVID vaccines, uh, the boosters, are killing people. Social media platforms are now attacking the doctors that are trying to tell the truth. That's exactly right. Famous cardiologist who, by the way, early on was one of the biggest boosters for COVID vaccines, saying, let's get them, let's get people ready. He has seen so many patients developing heart uh, problems, particularly clots. That he came out, he was instantly uh, censored on social media platforms. Interesting development uh, in the last 24 hours. I think it was the Moderna CEO. You can check this out online. Moderna CEO came out and said, I don't think people under 50 really necessarily have to get the boosters now. So there is some rethinking even among some of the biggest advocates for these vaccines. There's just this data that shows heart inflammation among young adults, some growing amounts of clotting in older people, heart problems. We don't know the real cause, but people just want to tap the brakes. Tapping the brakes gets you censored, apparently, on social media. Has the, has the federal government sealed uh, the records away for the 75 years they asked for the federal court for? No, they haven't. And listen, there have been FOIAs out there in the last few months that have already put a lot of this data out there, some of this uh, adverse event data. So there's still a lot of transparency into this. I think that it, it's not that data is not getting out, it's that people are interpreting it very differently. The pro-vaccine crowd says this isn't significant. Uh, other people, by the way, often previously pro-vaccine are saying, hey, these are significant trends. Let's not put public health at risk. Let's, let's have an honest debate about it. The debate is over whether we're having an honest debate. And a lot of the experts I talk to, people like Jay Bhattacharya at Stanford, um, uh, the, uh, Harvey Rich at Yale saying we're not allowed to have an honest debate right now. The critics get silenced, have an arm turn, tied behind their back, and public health is at stake. We should be able to debate the science. Well, thank you so much, John Solomon of JustTheNews.com. That's JustTheNews.com for all that breaking news, John Solomon. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.